I am Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. And this week we will be reviewing Season 2, Episode 15, Officers Only, and Season 2, Episode 16, Henry in Love. Um, so let's get right to it. Yeah. Season, well, Episode number 15 is about um, General Mitchell's son, Private, that's important, Mitchell, um, came in for surgery, and General Mitchell was so appreciative that he gave first of all Hawkeye and Trapper because Hawkeye was the one who did the surgery and Trapper assisted um, a trip to I believe Seoul Tokyo they, they, Tokyo okay it was Tokyo um, gave so they went away from Tokyo when they came back um, from Tokyo back to the 4077th um, General Mitchell built the, them an officers club um, as a surprise, someplace to get away, to drink. But the enlisted men were not happy. They were saluting um, Hawkeye and Trapper. They set up tables in the mess tent that said, um, for enlisted men only. And it wasn't Hawkeye or Trapper's intention. They, were, they wanted the bar to be open to everyone. And the way to get it to their way is they brought General, as General Mitchell was doing a grand opening, they brought his son in and said, sorry, your son can't drink because he's just a private. And so Ken, Colonel Henry Blake declared that if your family, you can come in. So of course, BJ, or I'm sorry, Hawkeye declared everyone his family. This is my Sort of like Sun Radar and my sister daughter. Uh, or daughter, daughter Klinger. Uh, Klinger and cousins and um, all the way through until everyone came in. It was a great party and that is the just of what this episode is about. Yeah. Um, Margaret had her hair back up in a bun, which means uh, serious Margaret. Yeah, unless she was in the old club, then. Uh, and then she had then her hair it was down. down. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> so, drinking Margaret hair down, <laughs> <laughs> which we've seen. <laughs> Major Margaret hair up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. One of the things that I noticed, Trapper John came out in a tank top. And that's very 70s. Okay. That's yeah. one thing that kind of bothered me. They didn't mm -hmm. really look at the clothing of the day because mm -hmm. during the war they would have never worn a tank top. Mm -hmm. Not even as an undershirt because I don't think they even had printed t-shirts oh, yeah, at that yeah. time. Yeah, that was a printed right. tank. Yeah. It had number 32 on it. Yeah. So it was a. I really don't think printed tees came in until maybe early 70s, late 60s. Okay. So only because I lived it which is really sad <laughs> one day I'll be saying that sort of stuff not quite yet um, that was one one thing that was wrong uh, and everyone ended up getting into the um, to the officers club and the only other funny part that I thought was great was all the things all the trouble that BJ and Trapper got in when they were in Tokyo the BJ and Trapper. What did I say? <laughs> Sorry, Hawkeye and Trapper. <laughs> it's been a long night. It's BJ. later than normal. 
my <laughs> BJ's not in the show yet. <laughs> yeah, that that was great when um Henry oh, kept getting calls. Yeah. Um what was it? Pipe cleaners Pipe... to McCarthy's table. Um Rickshaw races in the lobby. Yeah. Um well, ma'am, if you tell me how many of your girls are missing, I might <laughs> yeah. be able to help. Half the graduating <sighs> class of your pearl diving school. <sighs> what is it this time, Radar? Uh, they were at a bathhouse, sir. And? Apparently they were bobbing for patrons. <laughs> <laughs> they knew how to have a good time. <laughs> hmm. That it was really neat when the general was offering them whatever as a thank you. Right. Um, and what was it? Henry was sitting in back of Hawkeye and Trapper and said, well, general, I think your offer is more than enough. No, no, Henry. I agree. His offer is less than enough. Yeah, don't be so modest with our greed, Henry. <laughs> and uh, then... He offers him the three days in, or the three nights in Tokyo, and they stand up to like salute him and thank him. And Hawkeye's not wearing pants. You will wear trousers in Tokyo, won't you? At least until we check in. <laughs> I think they kept their yeah, word they, on that one. I, maybe. I, I, no guarantees. Yeah, a lot no of guarantees. a lot of great quotes in this one for yes, me. Yes, I thought so too. Um. Starting out with one of my absolute favorites, uh, when Trapper starts out the episode taking some x-rays of a couple of patients, and one of them is the general's son, after seeing his pictures, he tells Radar that they need Hawkeye. So go wake him up. While he's asleep? Oh, it's the best time. And so Radar goes into the swamp to wake up Hawkeye, pulls back the sheet from the pillow, and there are Hawkeye's feet. Sir, your head is at the wrong end. No, it's not. This is where it's always been. <laughs> and then goes on. Sir, you need it in surgery. No, I just came off a 14-hour shift. Put, put the cover back up. I'm getting light shining in my toenails. <laughs> But he finally gets up and helps. One of my favorite, um, like you said, there were so yeah. many quotes. Yeah. But Klinger came in with his big pregnant <laughs> belly. And um, uh, Colonel Blake, Blake said, I don't think anyone's going to buy this one. But the greatest part was when he said, you really shouldn't, because he was smoking a big old stogie, yeah. you really shouldn't be smoking in your condition. Yeah. <laughs> or someone in your condition shouldn't, shouldn't be smoking. smoking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a really comical scene altogether, because that was in Colonel Blake's tent. Oh, and then the general. R Radar comes in, and he's folding clothes, and then all of a sudden the general shows up. Uh, that'll be all, Corporal, to Corporal Klinger. Yes, sir. And Radar, or uh, Klinger salutes and heads out, very smartly, uh, but still in his, in his dress with the belly. And the general looks after him. Ah. Uh, well, he's in the big show, sir. That was pretty good thinking. And then uh, I like the other one. You do much fishing there, Colonel? Because Colonel Blake had a pair of nylons caught in one of the lures on his hat. Uh, you know, I do some fooling around. 
that the general said. <laughs> Unhooks the nylon and goes, I would have loved to have seen the one that got away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know how it is, sir. Yeah. I and used to. You have to watch this episode <laughs> to fully appreciate because then Radar salutes the general, but he's standing behind some of the clothes that were hung up on the line. <laughs> so it looks like he's wearing a little teddy kind of <laughs> yeah, silk. <laughs> yeah. So just the way he was standing, it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, let's see here what else. One of the things that I noticed about this episode, and it's a visual thing, the OR for the first time that I remember seeing is too deep. So, like, we normally see the tables uh, lengthwise in a row, but this time the camera was back far enough where we see a second row of operating tables in the OR, which it's probably a wide enough structure for that, but we never see that before this. We only see it a couple times after if we do ever again. But then post-op was also set up kind of weird. If you remember the... uh, episode carry on hawkeye which was from this season um episode 11 from this season right yeah wasn't it it was from this season wasn't it or was that i don't know because i don't have my notes i left them at home (laughs) well a lot of it's been a long day but anyway (laughs) carry on hawkeye i'm pretty sure it's from this season uh in that episode post-op instead of the beds being stacked um how to say it that's why everyone was sick yes yeah like normally um the beds are in such a way that like you have the length of post-op and the beds are the other way they're perpendicular you know so they're they're wide against the long side right well here the beds and post-op were running the same way they're the long was to the long right and so there was a bunch of like rows and columns. Was, I have a mathematical mind, so that's how I'm thinking of it. Is there were a, there were a lot more rows and columns of beds, which actually makes more sense. You could probably fit more people in that way. It's just but not, maybe it's harder to get around for the nurses and doctors. And when yeah. it's overcrowded, that's what they need to do, which it was at that it, time, and look to be what it was at this time also. Very true. Very true. Um, it's just unusual, so it stood out to me. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I get the same sort of thought. It's like when you have a nice big aisle, you can wheel people in and out. You can get a gurney in there. You can right. do whatever. But when it's so tight like that, hard it, to get around. It would be a lot harder to get a patient around. And if Even you did, just like the IVs and things, you yeah, have to um, it, manipulate it, them a little more. And yeah, and we see it really crowded in a later episode where they're actually building bunk beds. Oh yeah. But. So they do that too, but even then, I think that's still um, short side of the bed, long side of the post-op. But, you know, um, I think we also see them using a bunch of other room in the camp. That's a different thing. But it just stood out to me that the the beds were set up differently. Um, Whole club officers only. I, I really like this episode for what it shows us about Hawkeye and Trapper's personalities and their morals and also you kind of see the same thing about Frank because who's hanging the officers only sign on the O Club well he's not hanging it 
Whoa, he's having... He's having it hung. He's holding a Shirley Temple watching radar hang it. But it did show the enlisted men playing Hawkeye and Trapper. Like, they knew, they know their personality and they know them well enough where Mm -hmm. it would, they played them. Oh, they knew yeah. that if they treated like well, everyone I, was saluting them. I, I'm, and... I mean, I'm guessing they were doing that to all the officers, but yes, I think it definitely was an, an intentional effect when they were doing it to Hawkeye and Trapper. They probably always do that all the time to Frank. Well, well maybe yes. not. But... Yes, but because they have to. Be- because they have to. But, you know, I, I get the feeling that in general, in camp, it's a lot more relaxed at this mash, whether or not right. it actually was in real life. Um, at the four oh double seventh it was a lot more relaxed. You probably didn't have that a lot. And so I would think that they were all of them were doing that all the time to make a point in protest because Right. They it's not like they could stop work. Right. You're in a war zone, you could be shot for disobeying orders. Literally. I mean that's on the books. But I think they knew what they could get away with is maybe what I'm... Oh, definitely. You know, they knew oh, yeah. Hawkeye oh. and Trap. They knew that they're the type of person that want inclusion. Mm-hmm. But... And you see So that. they played yeah. them a little bit. Oh, definitely. You know, by no. putting it on a little thicker. Yeah. And they were right. They, and they were right, yeah. Because, yeah, they... Because then Hawkeye and Trapper tried to get a petition signed by all the officers. Which wasn't happening. Which really, when you talk about a petition signed by all the officers, you're talking about a petition signed by Frank and Margaret. Because <laughs> if you don't get them... You're not getting anyone else. Because Margaret's just going to go... Even if you get everyone else, she's just going to go right over Henry's head to a general. Right. And it's not going to matter. So they have to have them. Right. But then... Hawkeye and Trapper do an end run and use the general kind of like I likened it in my notes to the Supreme Court of the United States instead of going through Congress you just go right around and avoid the whole legislative process and go right to the people with the power the people don't have the power you mean to the to the person, person with, with the power in this case, yes. Well, the Supreme Court has numerous uh, justices As you here. said, people, I was thinking of us, and you know, that's, okay. Yeah, that's, no, it's... Well, let's not get political. General but. Mitchell. General Mitchell. General Mitchell has the power. And so he, like you said, he overrules the majors and I says, like Laura's question. Is huh? this General Mitchell someone that General Mitchell Field was named after? Yeah. You never know. I mean, no. it could be a person... You well, know, like MacArthur Gen- was in a. Well, but Mitchell was Air Force. Oh. If I remember. Oh, well, yeah, that would make more sense considering. Yeah, yeah and for context. It con- was an airport. Okay. Yeah, for context, we're in Wisconsin. We're talking about General Mitchell International no, airport. airport in Milwaukee. Right. And I'm pretty sure he was uh, in the Air Force. And that would make more sense. Which oh. I'll grant you, the Air Force wasn't actually its own independent thing. Until, I want to say like Vietnam, maybe? Really? During World War II, the Air Force was a part of the Army. Okay. Yeah, it was it was an arm of the Army, basically. But, yeah, this was definitely a um, infantry General Mitchell. Okay. I will say, I think it's the same General Mitchell who we've seen previously in the show. But during, like, uh, the Incubator 
Yes. But there he was a bumbling moron. Yes. <laughs> Here he was not. Right. <laughs> but um, also the trial of Henry Blake, same guy. Um, not as much of a moron there. Still not as intelligent as he was here. He was very coherent and very put together here. And if you remember in the incubator, uh, during his press conference, this is a press conference. The last thing I came here to do was answer a bunch of questions. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, this is a different General Mitchell, but it's the same, same guy. Um, what else worth mentioning? Oh, yeah. When uh, Frank gets his Shirley Temple. <laughs> um, thank you, uh, Quang Duck, sir. Well, that's a very cute name. We're very cute people, well, sir. Yes, that was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can't get a banana daiquiri <laughs> at this officer's club because there's no banana, no... No blender, <laughs> and we only have powdered cream. Right. Well, then get me a beer. Um, and then I loved how this episode ended. I uh, do too. With yeah, after everybody got into the club, we see, for me, people have been drinking. They're dancing. Henry's just kind of leaning up against his nurse, not really dancing. <laughs> Radar and Kelly are cutting a rug. Klinger and um. I didn't notice Klinger. He was the only one wearing a dress. Well, I know, but I don't notice that anymore. It was a white dress with a crown. He took the pregnant belly out. White dress with a crown. Everybody else was wearing olive drab. Just... He stood out. Back here, he wouldn't have stood out. But there he did. But anyway, he was um, he was dancing with a nurse. And then Margaret was dancing with General Mitchell. Of course. And you could tell something was off with Frank as soon as the camera cut to him. Because his tie was loose. And he was a little... Like, you could see it in his eyes. Which I think goes to how good of an actor Larry Linville really is. Because you could just... Looking at him, it's like, oh, he is, he is drunk. drunk. <laughs> and then and he's still drinking his early temples. You know yeah, except then when he turns to talk to Hawkeye, Trapper takes and spills the rest of his martini into the Shirley Temple. Whoops! <laughs> and I think he spilled quite a few. Well, he didn't spill, spill. it. Well, <laughs> he poured it in intentionally. Spill. Yeah, sure. I have air quotes going. Yeah. I don't care if he is a general. He shouldn't be that close. You're right, Frank. I'm gonna go over there and punch him in the face. You go, Frank. Right. But first, I'm going to have a little faint. <laughs> and he passed out. Both <laughs> right to the ground. Yeah. He really is a good actor. I mean, oh, yeah. I think he played that part to a T. And he yeah. seems like a really nice guy in real life, but he's had to live with being that character. Yeah, and that followed him around. Yeah. And I just, I feel so bad for Larry Linville because he did such a good job with Frank. That he couldn't move on. Yeah. I couldn't get past seeing him in anything else. No, Because I, he did such a good job. And I think I remember hearing that even the next character he played, which was like a um, a desk man at a hotel, it was very Frank Burns-like. Really? It was a very Frank Burns-like character as far as I know. That, didn't, that series didn't go very long as I recall. I would have to look it up. But he got pigeonholed. Well, yeah. You know? And it's unfortunate because... 
Really? Some people can get out of that, mm. and some can't. And, you know, he was only there for three years, but it was such such a uh, impactful show that it had that effect and really quick. And it's so what I respect so much about him is that mm-hmm. he knew his character was finished doing what he could do. Yeah. He didn't quit because he hated his job. He didn't quit because uh, he just knew his character was finished. Mm-hmm. They needed to move on. Yeah. And that's insightful in itself. Yes. Yeah. I agree. So. Yeah. Too frank. Too frank. <laughs> uh, anything else from, nope. from officers only? That's all I have. Ready for okay. number 16. I, I will add just one more oh, comment okay. on this. Uh, in a very show meta sense. This is a very important episode because the Officers Club becomes a very central plot point in a lot of other episodes. Um, in the episode where Charles is dealing with the concert pianist who loses the yes. use of one of his hands. I think a lot of the episodes. It, it becomes a very central thing. Um, you know, the piano is there. Like, they actually have a proper piano. Father Mulcahy plays it a lot. Um, they hand- Bar fights, like when the Turkish gentlemen come to town, you know that there's going to be... Yeah. I'm not sure if that's there in Rosie's. It could be in both. Oh, okay. Could be in both places. I know that Rizzo talks about whenever there's a fight in the O Club, he's the one who puts the jukebox back together. So yeah. you could be right. Um, or was that Zale? No, Zale. Rizzo? One of the two. I can't remember. They're kind of interchangeable in my mind. Yeah, because um, they're so much, yeah. <laughs> they're both they're the kind of schemy little yeah. sergeants. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it, it's such a central part of the set. It's always the same structure. The bar is always there. The rest of the stuff in there changes a little bit. Because mm-hmm. sometimes there's like a curtain mm-hmm. in the back. We get a pinball machine in there from time to time. Um, sometimes there's a jukebox, but I don't think always. Uh, they have really nice tables in there right now, but later on in the series we end up with almost like a Jeep axle. Because yeah. the tabletop is a tire. But it They is, work with what they have. Yeah. But, you know, it becomes a very important part of the show, almost a character onto itself in ways. So, you know, starting now, we have that. Right. So I think that's just important to point out. But anyway, uh, season two, episode 16, Henry in Love. What's it about? I, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll preface this with saying this is, there is a similar episode in my mind where it's like Hawkeye in Love. And I just... That episode and this episode, there's some character development that goes on, but I could do without them. So this is not my favorite episode. I'll just go in saying that. That said, it is a pretty good episode. Uh, The basic gist is Henry is away in Tokyo, and he meets somebody. And we come back and we learn that this 21-year-old's name is Miss Nancy Sue Parker. And that Henry has the big L, L L-U-V. And that he is in love with this girl. And that she comes down to visit him at the 4077th. She is a clerk typist for the Air Force stationed in Tokyo. She's a civilian. 
but she comes down to the forward level seventh to visit Henry. And uh, while there, Henry ends up having to go away, and she ends up French kissing Hawkeye in the VIP tent. And at that point, he meets up with Trapper. They go to Henry's office to try and warn Henry. But then, fortunately, Henry is talking to his wife and realizes he has an obligation to his family back home. Not just an obligation, not pure love. To well, yeah. Real love. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, that's very true. Because he ends up saying, you know how I said I found the woman of my dreams? Well, she's 6,800 miles away, and she... Or no, she's $68 overdrawn. <laughs> that was it, because he was talking about check stubs. And so then that's how it ends. The next day, Nancy Sue leaves, and as she leaves, she gives a little coy wave to Hawkeye. <laughs> and, yeah, that's it. So, I mean, in terms of character development, I think... I think Laura made the comment that I just genuinely do not like the episodes where we really, really are faced with the infidelity of some of the officers. Because we know that Trapper goes out with women. We know that Henry has a live-in girlfriend. But when it's like this, when Henry's talking about leaving his wife, which is basically what he's contemplating, right. is, you know... Do I leave my wife and hook up with this 21-year-old? Or do I stick with my wife back home? Because in his mind, he is in love. Head over heels, in the big love. one. It just rubs me the wrong way, unfortunately. Um, but what are some things about this? You know, what do you have down for notes? Well, the difference also is Henry's 44, so we learned Henry's age, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. I love... See, I thought, in my mind, thinking of this mm -hmm. episode without watching it, yeah. I remembered all of the fun, cheerleadery stuff, because mm -hmm. Nancy Sue, of course, is a cheerleader, <laughs> and I forgot about her and, and Hawkeye. You yeah. know, until all of a sudden I realized what was going to happen from seeing it years ago. Mm -hmm. Because at the before the show started, Chris and I were talking, and he's like, I really don't like this episode. I'm like, I love this episode. It's fun. <laughs> it's, But it wasn't what I had remembered. You know, like mm -hmm. sometimes you just think it's a real fun episode, and then you watch and go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's how this episode is. Yeah. It's, I mean... I did because what I was picturing in my head is her in that doing that cheer in the bar. Nancy Sue is a cheerleader and she's flipping oh my. and splits. She does the Chinese splits, the regular splits, the I mean she's doing backwards a back splits, flip, yeah. forwards flip, all yeah. in the bar. Yeah, and it, it's the actress. It's not like they got a stunt person in because you see her. You face. see her doing it, right? It's her, which actually with some of her acting, I can believe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, her flipping was quite oh, impressive. Oh, yes. No, that makes up for it. Um, but the other, like, you could see everyone looking at her like, is she really doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one thing that we see throughout the episode, Radar, right away, is, is trying to get in the way with um, Henry. And we actually see him do the same thing with Colonel Potter mm -hmm. when he starts getting friendly with a woman. Um, but he, he's trying to almost act as Henry's conscience because, 
you know, maybe there's a little bit of radar seeing Henry, and he sees uh, Colonel Potter the same way as his father, which he never had growing up, and so he's kind of trying to protect that, right? Both for himself and for the family. The family. So you know, he keeps mentioning back home and Henry's family. And Henry, you got letters, aren't mm -hmm. we? You're going to or Colonel Blake, sorry. You have Ooh. letters from your family. Let's write back to them. Yeah. And, later, later. And Trapper and Hawkeye get in on this too, but not quite as um, obviously, I think. Because, you know, like uh, when Henry first shows them the picture of Nancy Sue. <laughs> so you're in love with her mother? Yeah. I mean, come on, she was 21. Yeah. <laughs> I have 21-year-old so, shoes. <laughs> Henry, you have a corn that's older than that. Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're giving him the business about this. And they do it the whole episode. Um, up to and after uh, Hawkeye gets the, what was it, the tonsil? The tonsillectomy? <laughs> uh, yeah, like the tonsil um, examination of a lifetime. <laughs> Was she good? <laughs> well, let's just say my lips may never walk again. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we, we do see character development outside of Henry. And I think we even see some growth in Henry right at the end. Right. You know, when he, when he is talking with his family back home and talking to his son and his wife and just... You know, saying, okay, dear, send over your check stubs. I'll no, figure it out. No, at first he's like, figure it out yourself. You yeah. can do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And at the end he said, you know what? Send them over. I'll mm -hmm. figure it out. Yeah. Um, I, your family is your family. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to? I have some other things, but. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, because I'll play off that. Yeah. Okay. Um, some interesting things that we see from Henry in here. First of all, uh, he dyes his hair. We're not quite sure what it is, but it, it dyes his hair brown. Um, or was it red and it just looked brown? It looked brown uh, to me, but when... I think it's brown. He melted. They well, said it looked like he was bleeding to death. Well, he, they said, Henry, your hair is bleeding. Yes. Oh, so you just think it, the brown it, came down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know if that was a reference. Cause, okay. No. It, yeah. Hawkeye just said, your hair is bleeding. Because after Henry dyed it, he went for a run... And got sweaty, and then you see the dye just coming out of his hair down his face. It was funny. Because he was dying. <laughs> um, then he's doing some push-ups in his tent. What? Which, I'm not... Like, I get it. He was trying to do this to get in shape, but he had a week. <laughs> I mean, he came back on like a Monday or a Tuesday, and Nancy Sue was coming uh, on Friday. Friday. 1,400 so, hours. You know... He's trying to get this done in a week, so that's not going to do a lot, Henry, but um, he's doing push-ups in his tent and just... Well, he has to go from 44 to 21 in a week. Yeah. <laughs> Fair you enough. Do what you can do. And um, yeah, it, it's pointed out at the end, but you keep seeing him like sucking his gut throughout the episode and try to make himself... And I don't know if he was pushing it out on purpose at the end to make a point, but... He clearly looked comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> he could finally relax. Well, Henry, if you sucked in your gut one more time, your belly button would have come out your back. <laughs> um, 
just some awesome quotes in here. Um, when Henry's showing Nancy Sue into the VIP tent, Radar's in there still kind of cleaning up, but Henry says, yep, we've had a lot of VIPs in here, but nobody VIPer than you. Very Henry. Very, very Henry. Yeah. Um, in the O Club, when Henry brings Nancy Sue to meet everybody, uh, Frank is kind of tripping over himself. And he makes the comment, because Nancy Sue oh. says everybody's been so nice to her, and Frank says, well, it's nice to be nice to the nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> and the funniest part was what Margaret said to him after. Um, just the way she looked and she repeated oh, yeah. what Frank said. Yeah, nice it's to be nice. Nice to, to be nice to the nice. I was just <laughs> trying to make conversation. It was just funny. Margaret's try, face. Try doing it with your mouth closed. <laughs> Next time you make conversation, <laughs> do it with your mouth closed. Yeah. I just think the actors all together in this, I think that's why we love it, though. Yeah. No, it, you feel like a part of them when you're watching. It was a great ensemble moment. Right. It really was. And I, if not before now, we definitely see them as a unit. Right. As an acting They're starting, unit. you can see how they work off mm -hmm. each other, with each other, and they know their characters. Mm-hmm. They know their characters. They know how they interact with each other. Mm -hmm. They are comfortable in their personas right. in the show. And I love I love it when we get to that point. Um, what else do I have? What else do I have? What else do I have? Oh, yeah. There's that. I think I'm to that point. I think I might only have one or two other... I have something. I just can't read my writing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You had more of your drink left than I did at this point. Um, so yeah, after something about Lieutenant Sterner, but I don't know. Okay. anyway, yeah. Um, so from the old club, Henry and Trapper are called away to surgery. So Hawkeye is left there entertaining his date, Lieutenant Sheila, and Nancy Sue. So he's walking them back, and Sheila is a little more proper in front of Nancy Sue. Because I'm sure Hawkeye would have gone with her into her tent, but instead they do a little... Kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And um, Hawkeye walks Nancy Sue back to her tent and... She said, is that your date? No, I'm married to my work. I'm just too cheap to buy a ring. <laughs> Which I thought was another great comment. Yeah. Um, it makes some comment about not being able to see in the dark and... Nancy Sue opens her tent, the light's out, so Hawkeye goes in to be nice, turn on the light, and when he turns around, here she is. Blacking the door, seductively. Yes. yes. You know, I knew it when I saw you when I first arrived. You're very tall. Yes, when my parents designed it that way, they made sure that I would be tall at 21. Didn't they pay extra? Yeah, they paid extra. <laughs> so I, um, I love tall men. And I, there's other dialogue, but she ends up just grabbing him and kissing him. And he pulls away and goes, now hold on. Well, that's what I love. One of us is in love with Henry Blake, <laughs> and I think it's me. <laughs> Good night, Nancy Sue. And he goes out of the tent, and that's where Trapper is coming out from surgery. And uh, Hawkeye says, I got to talk to you about something. And I think Trapper makes some comment about, I don't have any money to spare. But... 
Hawkeye tells them, you know, she just gave me the tonsil exam of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So they go in to talk to Henry. Henry's talking to his wife. Then once he's done, well, what did you guys want? Uh, we just wanted to come and say goodnight to you, Henry. And then that's when Henry says, you know how I said I had found the one? Well, she's $68 overdrawn. <laughs> I do love the line, by the way, when he's talking to his son. Now, until I get home, son, you're the man of the house. But no, Mom? I know Mommy thinks she is, but you really are. <laughs> and then at the that ends with um, Henry saying to Radar, my wife was very grateful that I called. Yes, sir. I wish I would have had. Yeah. But... Thank you, Radar. You're welcome, sir. Radar is very intuitive. He knows yeah. what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. He knows what people's true feelings are and... Yeah. Doesn't want to mess with anything else. No. And that's why Radar is always such a great character. But that's why I love the Radar that he becomes. This Radar. Rather mm -hmm. than the Radar from the very first season. I don't mm -hmm. know if you, the audience, remembers. But, you know, they started out with him drinking and mm -hmm. smoking. and this. He, Yeah. He becomes more of that Iowa naivete. Right. Innocent Radar in the long run. Right, and that's, yeah, yeah the radar I love. Yeah. L-U-V-E. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only other things I found some inconsistencies in this episode, because if you didn't find inconsistencies in a MASH episode, it wouldn't be a MASH episode. Right, and it's half the fun looking. Yeah. If you recall, um, one of the episodes we've seen, Henry got filmed from home, mm -hmm. and we saw it was his daughter's birthday party. Right. In that one, it seems like Lorraine and him have only one child. Well, all of a sudden then, yes. as Henry's telling Trapper and Hawkeye about this woman that he loves, we see Hawkeye pick up a, a three-part picture on his desk and say, what about your family? And there's his wife, his daughter, daughter and his, his son. son. And I'll grant you, the son is younger than the daughter, but Henry's been away. <laughs> He's been away long and enough. And she definitely was not pregnant at the birthday party. Yes. So just this big. Yes. So there's an inconsistency right there. But even internal to this episode, there's another inconsistency. When Margaret, who is being very snide toward Nancy Sue, but in a passive-aggressive way, mentions, well, Henry, she looks like one of your daughters, doesn't she? <gasps> One, you no, know, she, she said has that to Frank. No, Frank, you she looks like one of your daughters. No, there was a point saying that Frank had kids, but I'm pretty sure she said it to Henry because then she said, You know, he has three daughters at home. I'm pretty sure you think that was to Frank? to Frank. Okay, that would be better because if she yes. said that toward Henry, that's <laughs> a we're, double we're gonna inconsistency have to go look in that up because episode. I'm pretty sure she said it to Frank and it was. Her pointing out that Frank has children at home. Because mm, he was starting to... Right. He was, he you was know... He was tripping the, up a little bit, too. I like when people who like that. Yeah. yeah. He was getting <laughs> a little smitten. Which, by the way, before Nancy Sue came over, they're going back and forth. And, of course, Frank gets a little thoughtless and mentions something to the effect of, yeah, isn't it so um, immoral... 
Oh, yes. When married men go around with women <laughs> that aren't their wives. Like, and oh, Margaret just hey. shoots him this look. <laughs> like, I will kill you later. <laughs> and that's when Laura went, oh, Frank. Because yeah. that's what she did last week. <laughs> yeah. You know, thinking of it, we're starting to see Margaret with less of that oh Frank reaction. Mm-hmm. And becoming more independent. Independent and a stronger woman. Yeah. I just realized that. Because she didn't have that oh Frank reaction. No, she didn't. It was much more, you just pissed me off. Yes. <laughs> so, that's all I have on this episode. That's actually. all I have. I just wanted to mention, though, it's funny. I wanted to mention that we're doing this a little bit late because... Yeah. My son Ben did call and say, aren't you doing whiskey and mash? <laughs> it's not up yet. Yeah. Like, well, I know. Sunday we, nights, it doesn't always make no. it on Sunday night. So, yeah. so apologize. That was my fault. Yeah. Celebrating my anniversary with my husband. <laughs> like, you know, that's more darn. important than this podcast. <laughs> I mean, priorities. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you for still making time in the week. Um, in my mind... Even though I have more episodes of my Chris Reads Book podcast, um, I really view this as the anchor podcast of this whole little podcast network because we've never missed a week. (laughs) Well, and we're not missing this week. (laughs) No. So, you know, we're being very consistent about this. We have a lot of mash to go. And um, you, dear listener, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Listeners. (laughs) Listeners. I'm talking to each one of them individually. Oh, oh, aren't you sweet? Every single one of you. I'm talking to every one of you because you are all my personal (laughs) friends. Each and every one of you. You who are listening to this in the car. You who are listening to it at work. You who are listening to it in the bathroom. Make sure you wash your hands. And then email us after you wash your hands and tell us what you like and don't like about our program. Yes, whiskey and mash at narclaninc.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash whiskey and mash. I have launched the new website, so that's up there. You go to narclaninc.com and you can get to the show page, whiskey and mash. From there, um, I still have to update it with links to our social media, but... You can get all of the raw MP3 files of this podcast. Every single episode will be linked there, so you can either download it or listen to it live, so to speak, right there on the website. The other way you can get our episodes, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast application, search for Whiskey and Mash, and you can find us, subscribe, and have all the episodes. As soon as they come out, download directly to your favorite podcast player. Um, You can also search for Chris Pullman or... Gloria Ackerman. There you go. There's your cue. Good job this week. I paid attention. (laughs) (laughs) And um, that should also bring up Whiskey and Mash. Uh, If you search for my name, like I say, I have a couple other podcasts I do. Chris Reed's book, which I haven't done a new one of in a while because I've been working on the website. Or you might also find Geeks Apparently, which I do with Laura, my wife, your daughter. daughter. I almost switched those. Um, (laughs) Where we just talk about the fact that we're parents and we're geeks and you don't have to give up that geeky, nerdy part of you just because you become a parent. And sometimes you get to hear his beautiful daughter, Ryan. Yes, cry and poop (laughs) during the podcast, which is just, it brings a level of magic in that you just can't fake. Um, (laughs) No, she is really a darling child and I'm Very blessed. Yeah. You know, hopefully once she 
uh, starts talking, we can actually have her talk on the podcast and talk about what what she is reading and playing. Because I'm sure she will, because we are just imbuing her (laughs) with the geek lifestyle. She will be an outcast from her first day (laughs) of school because of what mom and dad did to her. But um, those are also out there on the narclaninc.com website. They are all linked off of every page, so you can get to them. The web page is mobile, so you can view it from a computer, from a tablet, from a phone. If you can somehow wrangle it onto an old iPod with the little scroll wheel, you could probably even get it on there. It is ready to go to view on any device. But I think that's it for this week. Still inviting Alan Alda to come be on our show. Yes, or, um, or any of the... Or any, any, any of the cast. We yeah. would love to have you as a guest star. Give mm-hmm. us a call. Email us at narclaninc. Yeah, I mean, you know, anybody. Nurse Kelly, Abel, Baker, Klinger. If any of you listening, you would like to, you know, be on the podcast, we can do Skype. I'm, right. <laughs> we can Give us meet, a call, we'll fly out there. <laughs> we can yeah. meet you halfway. Trust me, we'll make it happen. But um, for now, I'm Chris Pullman. I'm Gloria Ackerman. This has been Whiskey and Mash. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. (laughs)